Welcome to the Mentor Project Podcast, a place where you will learn, discover new ideas, be entertained, inspired, and even mentored. Our shows explore a wide range of subjects, including science, technology, business, society and culture, art and entertainment, and life. If you would like to learn more about the Mentor Project, please go to www.mentorproject.org. We hope you'll enjoy the show. Hi, Marco. Susan, it's happening. I know, it's so (laughs) exciting. Oh, my God. This is the very first recording we're launching today. This is amazing. We're launching multiple things at the same time, so no pressure here. No pressure. What what are we launching? We're launching something that I say we've been discussing for a long time, which is a show together. And I am so excited about it. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. But I'm very optimistic. Me too. Me too. We always have these great conversations where we bring in so many different perspectives Uh, on every topic that we You said the word? Said the word. What's the word? What's the magic word? Perspectives. Perspectives. So welcome to our very first episode of Perspectives. And today we're going to be introducing the Mentor Project. And so we're going to, as you said, we're going to be launching a lot of different things, but our very first Perspective shows is highlighting the mentor project this is so exciting and the mentor project is at the core of perspectives is at the core of us meeting because we're both part of the mentor project and if there is one reason why all of this is happening and it's not just the two of us the mentor project is full of incredible people Uh, even in our weekly meeting always we say i don't know why i'm here i don't know if i belong because everybody's so amazing but the person that makes this happen is, is the person that we're interviewing today and we're doing the beginning of our show. That's great. So we can just bring her on. And um, her, this is Dr. Debbie Heiser we're going to have on today. And she is actually the co-founder and really the brains behind the entire mentor project. So, so this is going to be make the magic happen. Let's bring her in, Marco. Let's, let's bring, her, bring in. her in. Here she is, a little bip. Yay. And here, Deborah. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. And we are so excited that you are our first guest on the show Perspectives, as well as the Mentor Project on Perspectives. So this is so exciting. And Marco was just saying how you actually are the reason how we met. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. So you're really in the center of it all. You make me sound like Match.com. You are, you are for mentors, right? For having great things. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You are the match.com of matching the older generation with the younger generation, with mentors, even lateral mentoring, which I know you're going to get into. So why don't we begin at the beginning? Um, Debbie, why don't you tell us all about your vision for the mentor project? Oh, sure. Thank you. I'd love to. Uh, It kind of is like a match.com in a way. Um, You know, the vision for the Mentor Project is to bring um, individuals' legacies to life in in many ways. We are a mentor-focused organization, and the vision was always that, to be a mentor-focused organization. And the reason is we know that a mentee is going to get something out of being mentored but we often don't talk about the mentors. Who are they? You know, it's like an elusive figure that's talked about when people mention mentoring. Um, and the mentors are actually really the most exciting part of this, I think. And that's because when we reach a certain certain age, we have a desire to give back. And we know that mentors have a hard time finding mentees people that they want to leave their legacy with, that they want to pass their expertise on to, people that they want to share their skills and their vision with. So the Mentor Project fulfills that for experts in a variety of fields from science, technology, engineering, art, math, law, finance, business, all of those areas, we have mentors who come in 
and are eager to pair up with other mentors and pair up with mentees to share and exchange knowledge and information. And Deborah, I want to jump right here because I want to do go even even a little bit more back in time because if there is a mentor project is because of what you have been working on before the mentor project which is connected with aging and giving value i'm going to say what happened after 40 and then maybe we'll you know we'll we'll tip into why the, the reason why i say after 40 but yeah tell us about what you were doing before the mentor project which by the way you're still doing so that we have a better perspective for where it comes from sure um you know when i've been an aging in the aging field i'm an applied developmental psychologist and i started out in research in the 90s and um what we were always looking at was what we don't want to face as we get older things like depression and frailty and dementia things that we should not be expecting to experience but that's really all that has been thrown at us are the things that we should not be looking forward to um, and I decided to pivot. Uh, someone asked me, so why are you studying aging? And I so eagerly and happily told them, I'm working to reduce frailty and depression. And the person was like, great, that's all we have to look forward to. And I was pretty much crushed hearing that. And then it made me think, well, what do we have to look forward to? And that was the aha moment that started me on the path of really looking at what is it that we have to look forward to developmentally? And within that, I saw that in midlife, we had an emotional stage. Most of the time, uh, anything to do with aging focuses only on cognitive and physical changes. And those we expect to peak when you're young, we're young and then to decline as we get older. So people then thought, well, there's nothing to look forward to, but our emotional trajectory starts just where we are when we're physical as babies, but it never declines, just goes up, 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 all the way through our lifespan. And that's where I hooked myself onto that escalator that's always going up because there's so much that we have to look forward to emotionally. So when I looked at that, started to really take a look at that, I said, well, what is it emotionally that we're looking at that makes us happy? And it's three things that make us feel um, generative. That is a term coined by psychologist Eric Erickson. And it means that we want to give back or care for others without expecting anything in return. And there are three ways we can do that. One is volunteering, one is mentoring, and one is philanthropy. And I thought, let's try mentoring. I wanna take a look at that. It's free and everyone has something they can mentor on, whether that's the best matzo ball soup you can make, or it's the best you know, way that you can do something in engineering, whatever your thing is, you've got an expertise and it's free that you can get involved in mentoring. So when I, I looked at that, that's where we ended up going with the mentor project. You know, Debbie, you talk a lot about from the perspective of the mentors, and I really want to hear even more about that. But there's also another perspective, and that's the mentees. So who are the mentees that you are mentoring? And can you talk a little bit about, I mean, I'm hearing that from the mentor perspective, they're gaining a lot of emotional happiness. Um, we could, you know, meaning in life, legacy stuff. What is the mentees getting out of it? Well, the mentees are getting their first lift up in life. Uh, just today, I was in a meeting, um, you two were there also, it was a mentor project meeting where we learned that one of our mentees got to go to an exclusive conference that is in a, it's for uh, people who do hacking and ethical hacking, the good stuff where they invent things. And he got to go with two of the mentors, Bob Cousins and Bill Cheswick. These two mentors have done amazing things. One patented how we use credit cards on the internet and another was one of the fathers of the firewall. And these guys have been mentoring um, this mentee for more than a year. And they took him to this conference and he got to have his world opened up. He was with other people who are like Bob and Bill who do amazing things, but he was like a kid in a candy store. The mentee gets to have a life that they may not have ever had 
without having the mentor there to guide them and to lift them, to open doors and to make the world a bigger place than it was before they met their mentor. Yeah, and I paid attention to the three things that you said that people can do when they age to contribute to society, to feel they're still in the game. Even actually, I don't want to say still in the game. I want to say even more in the game than what they've ever been because you have experience, you have skills that you have developed and, and they are like volunteering philanthropy and mentoring. There is always a give into those words. You're, you're giving either in one way or in another. You're giving without really asking nothing back but you do get a lot back. And and you, you talk about that quite a bit. What is the fulfillment that the mentor gets from this? So there is the mentee that get that amazing experience and learning, but there is the mentor that, wow, okay, I'm getting a lot. Well, absolutely. It's priceless what the mentor gets. Think about yourself. When you hit midlife and your old age, there isn't anyone I've met yet who doesn't want to think that their life mattered when they lived on the earth. And when you hit midlife, you start to think, well, what have I done? You start to take stock in everything you've done. You've already done a lot of things. You may have been accumulating your knowledge and your craft and your expertise and all of that. It's like checking boxes. And then you say, I may not want to check more boxes. I, what else is there? And did I matter? It's really like the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, when George Bailey realized that the contributions that he made to his community were actually meaningful and that it mattered to so many people and the world would have been a different place without him. Well, a lot of us go through life and we start, and we think we take for granted everything that we do. And when we mentor, when we volunteer, when we um, engage in philanthropy, we're actually making our mark on the world and we're acknowledging that. And that is why it's priceless because it makes us feel like if there's something that's missing, we still have time to do that or to make that contribution. Um, but it also allows us to see that everything we've done was for a reason and a purpose and there was value in everything that we've done. And it makes us feel like, let me only engage in things that bring me value as I go forward. It's quite powerful. Yeah, it's really like the meaning of life, right? And people yeah. start to think, so what have I really done? And this is an opportunity to really bring meaning to one's life. And I've heard a lot of the mentors, even, you know, we've talked about this, that we all experience that just giving, giving back nurturing, um, whether it's the next generation, other mentors, being able to teach people all the stuff that we, in fact, have learned and experienced. There's nothing like giving it to others. Yeah. I think of it as the holy grail. A little piece of us lives on in someone else. Yeah. So a piece of Bob and Bill live in on live on in that mentor mentee that they mentored. A piece of them is going forward in whatever he continues forward with. And that's like immortality. So when we hear about the Holy Grail and people in search of it, we have it with this by giving back. That's how we live forever. That's until we upload our consciousness into an artificial intelligence. And that's that's a story for another podcast, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting carried away. Yes. Uh, <laughs> can you give us, uh, well, us, we, we know we're there, but the audience may be wondering, you, you mentioned STEM and you mentioned few people, very relevant, but I can add to that that there are photographers, there are astronauts, there are incredible people. Can you give us some other uh, disciplines that the Mentor Project get involved with and and maybe even some initiative that you know that are yeah. coming up or you know more than us, so we're just rolling with you. We're with Deb. I'm yes. happy to Deb. tell you more about it. You know, we have... Um, two artists that we're sending to Tanzania. Um, there's a school in Sharadi, Tanzania, and there's a nonprofit organization, Reach Sharadi, um, that funds that school and helps it to operate. It's 500 kids in a pretty remote area, and this school has never had art. 
So we are sending artists over who will be um, working with all 500 students on art projects and 15 um, of the students will be chosen out of those who apply to work year round with one of our artists, Justin Thompson, who is a cartoonist and he's going to be teaching emotion through art. And they'll be learning aspects of how you can express emotion in art uh, throughout you know, monthly programs after he leaves Tanzania. So while, he, while the artists are there in Tanzania, they're going to be doing a mural on one of the school walls and supplies that will last an entire year for the school will be purchased so that they can continue art within um, books with paper and um, all of the art supplies like paint and things like that that are needed and chalk. Uh, there will be an opportunity for students to use um, like sidewalk chalk, but on the side of a, one of the school buildings so that that can wash away, they can redo it, and they don't need to have paper supplies and other things that are hard to come by there. And I'm excited for us to learn more about this, Marco, as well as our audience, because they're going to be our upcoming guests. They're actually uh, one of the the, the near the, in the near future they're going to be yes so we'll be hearing more about that project even before they go we're going to do the before and after right marco before they go and then the after we're going to go more in depth on that yeah uh, more disciplines that i want them to introduce but it, it makes me think what we were chatting today during the meeting that we're never going to run short no conversation <laughs> each single one uh, and then they know other people. They they know incredible people that made history of technology, history of, uh, you know, photography, Pulitzer Prize. I mean, so we were like, we're like, we are the one in the candy store. We're like, oh, let's just pick another great conversation. So I'm very, very excited and grateful for that. So tell us maybe some, some more um, conversation. So, you know, Debbie, I have a specific question, actually, if it's okay, Marco. Yeah, of course. You know, I've known Debbie for and the Mentor Project for several years. We did some stuff during the height of the pandemic together. We really like did a lot of, of stuff. And she's done an amazing job during the pandemic with lots of different um, stuff around, not just around the country, but around the world, around the globe. So I, I wonder, I'm curious, Marco, if I could ask Debbie, what if you could do the highlights, because when you started this several years ago, you did have a vision. And then I know it has evolved, it expanded. So I'm asking you a lot in one question, but if, but if you can give us an overview, because I think the audience would love to hear this, like where you started, what some of the highlights have been for you in terms of where the mentor project's gone. And then finally, um, what the, the vision is for going forward. And again, I apologize, that's three questions in one. So, but I know that you can answer those. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'll give it a stat, I'll right. take a stab at it. So with the original vision was just to bring a few people together, Bill and Bob and a couple of other people from the local area around here in the New York tri-state area to bring, um, but really, Bill wanted to get in his Tesla and drive to schools and teach kids, you know, quantum mechanics by the time they were in fourth grade, things like that before they got jaded and didn't think they could do math and science. So the original idea was just to really be very um, in in front of kids in person, um, keep it real, keep it live. And we were doing that. It was so much fun. And then the pandemic hit just like six months later. And so I thought, oh, maybe we're, we're done. Like what's gonna happen? And then um, we just immediately pivoted and started doing everything on Zoom. And I mean, boy, was that a, a tricky time. We didn't know about Zoom bombing until we got Zoom bombed, you know, things like that. Uh, which if anybody in the very beginning of the pandemic was Zoom bombed, they know just how awful that is when you're working with kids. Um, so this was one of our first um, issues that we had, but we pivoted, we rolled with it. We put new standards in, we started to work with schools. We started to expand within six months. We went from 10 mentors to 80. And then now we Wait, have- Say that again, 
10 to 80, eight yeah. zero. Yeah. So before I started the mentor project, people always, I'm not joking with you. They would laugh at me and they would say, nobody wants to give back. And why would any of those high level experts ever want to give back? They're all too busy for, for this. They don't have time for that. They're not going to want to do it. And I thought, well, well, let's just see. Then we'll just stick with the 10 of us. That's fine. We'll have fun. It'll be like a little group of, you know, family experience, so to speak. And in fact, it was the, the theories that they had out that were from decades ago are really true because people came forward and said, I want to do it. How can I get involved? Can I make a video that kids can watch about, you know, Bitcoin or about, you know, my area of expertise, everyone volunteered. So we ended up with, we have more than 400 video recordings from people who volunteered to do that. They volunteered to do way more than just that. And, you know, Marco and Susan, you're both mentors and the hours that you have put in are unbelievable. None of us get paid. We're a 100% volunteer organization. And the, fact that we're now at over a hundred mentors and we had to put a halt on bringing new people on shows the power of why people want to give back and how they like it and they stay on and they do stuff. I mean, you end up with a new family. You end up with a new feeling about yourself and about life. That's how I feel. And that's how some others have said they feel. Um, and so and it also had ripple effects too, mm -hmm. because what you did, if you could maybe just uh, uh, highlight some of the global initiatives that came actually from the connections through the Mentor Project. Oh, for sure. You know, I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole with one uh, response, but yes, you know, we are in several countries. We've worked with a school in India. We work all the time in Argentina. Um, we work with, um, uh, Russia, we worked with school in Russia, um, in, in Siberia and the outran obviously in Tanzania, um, of all across the United States, uh, we're really, people are noticing what we're doing all over and they're saying, how can we involve our school or how can mentors that speak different languages or from other countries get involved? Um, and so it's just organically happening. It's just all organic. And it's so organic that on a certain point lately, we had to say, well, look, this is what we have. This is all the people that have something to say. And maybe it's time to re-strategize the way that we collect all this information. And that's what we've been working on, as you mentioned, <laughs> the three of us and the contribution of many others. And so I want to take the opportunity here to kind of, Susan, give a, a preview of what the vision is for what is to come, both with perspectives, which is our show, but also with other mentors that will have their own show right. at their own time when they can, when they have a story to tell and to share and, and come on. So I would take this opportunity to to do this if you if you don't mind. You, you, I would love for you to, to share the vision and how this will be a library. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be the library of Alexandria, but it's going to be a good library that you can go and, and learn things without paying one single dollar and learning from the best. Yeah. And, you know, the, this podcast um, that we're doing, we're launching today and with the Mentor Project, if I can, I, we've discussed this and I think we all, we all um, agree that we're going to be using this, this podcast, both ours as well as the other mentor, mentors, for them to actually be using it to mentor. It's another way of them mentoring. It's also, they're going to use it as another vehicle for getting other messages out. There are lots of different topics. Um, lots of different people, both in the mentor project as well as outside that they're going to bring on as guests. And it's really going to be quite incredible to be able to use the, both the uh, podcast and the visual and the audio 
to let people know not only what's going on at the mentor project, but what's going on in their individual field, what's going on with their mentees, what they want to mentor and use it as a mentoring vehicle. Oh, for sure. When you two came together and decided, which is lateral mentoring, by the way, two people with completely different areas of expertise coming together with an idea to make something happen. And when you came together and said, let's do a podcast um, and allow ITSP Magazine to partner up um, and bring the expertise that you have, Marco, of getting a podcast up and going. People think you just get in front of, you know, a computer and you're like, Shazam, I'm here. And off is, off is a podcast that everyone's going to listen to. That's just not how it works. We've all heard bad podcasts. And so the real exciting thing is the two of you are coming together to bring, um, I, I don't even know how many mentors you have signed up already, but I know it's a lot. And they are gonna be able to reach different countries. We have one that's gonna come on in Spanish language that'll serve all sorts of countries that speak Spanish and our country here in the United States, tons of people speak Spanish. You know, this is gonna be just wonderful. But in addition to that, a lot of people don't have video access, but they can download something. If you are in Kenya, if you're in Tanzania, if you're in another country, you may not have great Wi-Fi, so watching videos is not easy, but it's much easier to access and, and get to a podcast. So we're really lucky that our mentors are going to be able to reach such a wide um, you know, out, outreach in the world through these podcasts that you guys are setting up. And it's just, it's really such a gift, really is. Yeah, it is. And, and I think it, we're using the word podcast quite loosely <laughs> lately because podcast nowadays is also a, a multimedia tool right so right now we are recording a podcast which will be audio and it's also video and some people may attach resources to maybe a book that they will they can put an article and the mentor project will be exactly that that container where as long as it's the content that people can use to to grow with their education, it's uh, every everybody is welcome, and everybody is welcome to come, enjoy it, share it with your other student, with your friend, with tell it to your teacher, tell it to your librarian, and make that available, because it's it's all about your vision, and we coming with you to to share knowledge. And uh, I, I am so excited about this that I, I wish I could just do this all day long. <laughs> I think you will be pretty soon. <laughs> you know, I, you asked about the vision, and this falls within the vision of the future of, of the Mentor Project. We really did shift from being a couple of people going into schools to now we're reaching thousands of students because we're able to do outreach that's like this through podcasts. We'll always want to meet in person, but the vision is to get into schools and into uh, get our get students in to work in our innovation lab that we're going to be starting up within this next month um, so that we can have students patenting, designing and developing. They don't have to be STEM kids. It can be any kid. You know, you'll be working alongside other mentors and mentees from different backgrounds to create and develop things that haven't been developed before. So the vision really is to bring people from around the world together, and that's both mentors and mentees, um, to communicate, make meaningful connections, and to make very important changes in the world that are for the better, uh, to bring positive things to the world, and to leave a very positive mark on the world. Yeah, and you know, th that's wonderful. And Marco, you and I have talked about this, and, and Debbie as well. One of the things that I'm so excited about, too, that this podcast, I think, is going to do is it exposes kids as well as adults, mentees and mentors to so many other areas and to be able to collaborate on things that one never knows what's going to come from it so that a mentee could think that they only want to get men mentored in a particular topic. They hear about something else and suddenly it's opening their minds up 
to other interests, as well as mentors. We've seen this happen already in the Mentor Project, where mentors are, like you talked about lateral mentoring, mentors are actually mentoring each other and getting excited about doing other things, even on here, right, Marco? Like mentors who never did podcasting before are gonna come on, they're gonna learn how to podcast and they're gonna create a podcast. So this is just, I can go on and on. This is so exciting in so many different ways. Levels. It is. And I'm going to add to that is, first of all, well, two perspectives. I'm going to use this word as much I as I can. <laughs> okay. um, so you hear that a lot. So one is I want to bring the, the technology. And Susan and, and Deborah, I want to bring this because, A, I talk about that from a philosophical, sociological perspective all the time. But then I have you two that are you know, psychologists. And, and, and we know what the role of technology in society is nowadays. And this is the right Example, uh, pandemic arrives, you think you're done from doing things in person and all of a sudden it explodes, right? Because people are have more free time maybe to contribute. And so the role of technology in all of this is very important. But the other one is also, I think it's, it's the fact that you can do it with just one little thing, like, I think that's the problem, and, and we, we talked about that, Deborah, before. Mentoring, people think that it's, oh, I don't have the time to do it because if I commit myself, it's going to have to be full-time and I, I can't do my job anymore. But really, it's taking the half an hour to give a couple of tips to, to someone. And and again, not only is beautiful, but it's really, you can make it happen. And and I would like for you to point on that. Is like, is that just an excuse sometimes that don't to take that first step and say, ah, oh, there's too much to I will do it, but maybe one day. I think that there's a lot of apprehension. What I hear mostly is that people don't feel like they're an expert. I mm. don't have the expertise. I'm not good enough. There has to be somebody better than me. And so then the excuse that they have is I don't have enough time. Um, but really most people have imposter syndrome about feeling like they're not the right, that they aren't an expert. And I see that with all the mentors, you know, we have people who've done unbelievable things, astronauts, you know, we have experts who are well known in the world and they have imposter syndrome. So when they meet everybody else, they say, why am I in the room? Um, and that is something that we all tend to feel. And that I think is the biggest thing that hinders people from moving forward. But the one thing I can say is that every single person has an expertise. You know, we utilize people with expertise all the time. I don't go get my haircut by my husband. I go to an expert. I don't, you know, I, I don't go get a birthday or a wedding cake made by, you know, my kids. I go and I will buy it from a store, by from a person who is an expert in doing that. People discount the number of experts that we encounter every single day. And we only have a certain amount. You can't have like the entire world of expertise in each human being. We all hold our own. And every single person has the time and ability to give back. Marco, how many topics for podcasts did you hear in those few sentences right there? Uh, <laughs> Imposter I'm... syndrome, um, being an expert. You know, there are so many things that we are going to follow up on and have a blast and discuss. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm thinking, as, as uh, Deborah was saying this, I, I just kept thinking about my grandma or grandpa. Mm. You know, as a kid, you're going like, you know, who is the best chef in the world? I'm Italian, so I'm going to throw that there. But I know you're in New York, so you're going yeah. to understand this. Yes. And you're like, no, nobody cooks like my mom or my grandma. And that's an expertise. That's that's how you transmit knowledge to the next generation. So I, I so love the fact that everybody's an expert. Either, either you know or not. And everybody's a mentor, I think. Susan, what do you think? I mean, we just need to embrace the fact that experience come with knowledge and 
Yeah. And I and I also know that it's not just, you know, Debbie, I know that your vision was about bringing older people after 40 um, to mentor. But one of the other things that has come out in the Mentor Project is that some of the mentees actually were mentoring the mentors on certain topics. So it's not just for the over 40 crew. You don't have to be have a career in it that especially with technology today, the mentees are teaching us because it's a first language for them where it's a for some of us, it's a foreign language. There's so much. So anybody really can be a mentor uh, in the area that they're most familiar in. Absolutely. And, do you, and you know that some of our mentees have become mentors in the hackathon. Yeah. They, you know, one student ran it um, and another and, and helped design it. And we had some mentees who had graduated out, aged out, and they became, they became mentors for the third year's hackathon. And those who mentor when they're young or who are mentored and they acknowledge and realize that they've been mentored are more likely to mentor as they grow older. So it's something that it's never too early to start. And I also, you threw out the word hackathon a couple of times, and just for our listening audience, you will learn more about the hackathon in an upcoming episode. I'm not going to give it away now, but stay tuned because you will learn more about the actual hackathon and who the winner was. So mm. you're gonna you're gonna hear and see if you're and watching see. the video yes. or here if you're listening yep. to the podcast. Um, looking forward to that. I think it's going to be one of our next episode. I think. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that's next to be to be recorded. So great. Um, and you know another thing, like uh, now I want to talk a little bit about perspectives, and and right. I want Deborah's input on that too. So we met through the uh, through the Mentor Project, and then I invited you to be on my podcast, and then we start talking and sharing passion for old school radio and media, and we always talk about that TV and you know things like yeah. that, how you communicate, yeah. and we like. Yeah, I'm in LA, you're in New York, but it really feels like we're just sitting at a coffee shop having a conversation. So I feel like our conversation, and I'm going to give the heads up to people, are really going to be unstructured, <laughs> like this one. So this is a very big pilot of us co-hosting. And, uh, and we want to hear from you, the audience, both what kind of conversation you would like to hear from us, if you have question follow-ups kind of like ask the editor old school again uh, media because we want it to be a, a living room a, a coffee shop where we come and meet and there is no pretentious um, way to be or selling anything it's i i i just get excited for this it's kind of like i'm going out and having a coffee shop a coffee with friends even if i'm doing it thanks to technology here. That's my vision for perspectives. I agree, Marco. I'm very excited. You know, we've been talking about this and I'm glad that today we're here finally doing it. And as you said, yeah, we don't, you know, we talked about this. There's lots of different ways we're going to bring information and conversations. And I agree. I'd love to hear from the listening audience, the watching audience, however you're doing it, listening, viewing, wherever you're doing it, whether it's seeing it on TV or listening on a podcast or the radio or wherever this is, you're, you're getting it. Um, what did you like? You know, sometimes, and I, I know a lot of people that, really do a lot of writing and publications and it's unfortunate but sometimes they get more fan mail quote from the people that have something disagreeable to say and that's fine too disagree with us but we'd also like to know um what you, you what you are liking what we're doing what do you want to hear more of what's working um because this is just this is a uh, a project in progress right we're gonna we're gonna see how this goes yeah, how, how is that i'm gonna ask both of you that you know the human mind a little better than me. Why people are so much more vocal when there is something wrong and it's so hard to give a compliment instead? Like I, I wonder sometimes you you had you know that there is hundreds of people listening to your episode because you look at the analytics, you know. But then you, if you look at what no 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 social media maybe they they don't share that, and that one that didn't like something will share it. So. It it can be a little um, intimidating 
<laughs> well, we could probably have a whole episode on this, but I'll throw there out a couple go. of thoughts. There you go. Sign that then, one. Too. And then I want to hear from from Debbie too, being the um, you know in terms of what she does. So it's actually in our DNA, and it's for survival, because from uh, you know we've learned to pay attention to threats. And mm. so as we evolved, we had to pay attention for survival. What, what threatens us? What, and so I think that is a remnant of that, that it really gets to us emotionally when we hear something that kind of gets our backs up and wait, I, I don't agree with that. And that's from the old, like, I need to protect myself. We go into kind of survival mode. And so I actually make it my business to always do the opposite. It's a very conscious thing. I will always do the compliment and tell people what they're doing right and go out of my way actually to call, to, to send a note to give a comment on what I like. So Debbie, do you want to uh, add to that? I was literally going to say exactly what you said, <laughs> but I will say I'm going to give a visual example of it. Well, right. Susan and I teach intro psych. So when you said what you said, I was like, that's exactly what I would have said. Um, <laughs> imagine yourself driving down the road and you're driving happily. You're listening to the radio. Everything's great, right? And it's fall, the leaves are starting to change, it's lovely outside. And then you see a car accident up ahead. What do you do? Do you slow down and look? Yes, you do. Did you slow down and look the whole time on the highway going, what beautiful leaves? No, you didn't. We are built just like Susan said, to take in the negative because it's a threat. That could be me. That could be a loved one. That could that car accident is something that I take in because it's a it's a threat that could be me at some point. The leaves are just pretty. They're no threat to us. So when we hear when we hear things that are positive, see things are positive, we sort of just take it in instantly, but we don't really do much with it. But when there's a threat, we do. So we're going to be more likely to respond, to make a comment um to react in a bigger way if you see a spider a snake rolling over most people go ah you know you don't go and you know say oh okay here's a here's a wild animal that could harm me that's really how um i visually interpret what susan was saying love the example love that example with the driving and the leaves and the accident yeah, yeah. and I, I i agree like you, you make me think about that maybe is a sign that the world is not as bad as we we picture it sometimes yeah. because most of the time we're not in alert we're not reacting like that and obviously i agree that means that i'm going to use the metaphor of driving on the highway if i'm going to have to congratulate to everyone that is drive okay exactly. or everything that is pretty i would yeah. just do that all the time so Great. let's take that as a very positive sign where the bad thing is the exception and maybe... it is all perspective yeah. all oh my perspective. god there you go there you go you win the prize you, Abby. you get a candy right there exactly right <laughs> right you know i okay. will say that in addition to that i i put out an uh, an article about ageism and you know how ageism is changing right how this is a changing phenomenon put out all the positives about how stereotypes are changing and all that. I write all the time. I got so much hate mail from that. You need to talk about the negatives. You need to point out the negative things that, over and over and over. And I never would have predicted that. But that just goes to show that people, if you're afraid of something, and a lot of people are afraid of growing, growing older, you will respond negatively. It, it, you know, like that's, what I got from that word. Marco, say. so many topics are in my head yeah. for future shows. I'm excited. I have the list. I'm just making notes. And there's a lot that's coming out of this that I know, well, you know, that, um, that's what I want to talk about. That's that's what I do. Every time I get a newsletter from, right. uh, I don't know, the World Economic Forum or the Artificial Intelligence Consortium, you know, everything about the good things, the renewable energy. I'm like, yeah, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that because we're driven. And I know it, I, I speak for you too, Susan, by our curiosity. Yes. I don't want to corner ourselves in one specific thing. And that's why we used such a very general name because we may end up talking with so many different 
mentors or other guests that maybe they're not mentors in the show that it's because it sparked our interest. But I'll try not to do the the new cycle that thrive on negative news because that's but, what people buy, right? And but you know, but yes, but you know, Marco, yes, there's a yes and, right? And that's that is, you know, how we came up with perspectives because I could actually go into, Debbie, why perhaps, right, my imagination, why especially somebody who was in the field giving you that criticism and telling you to not, why he or she, why they wanted you to not do the positives, I could actually give you some reasons that would make a lot of sense because coming from their perspective, it may be that you know, people are in denial about what aging is and we don't then get the resources. And then, you know, so so it could be, but it's gotta be both. And that's what I'm hoping. It's like, it could be that they focus on the negative and there's also room for you. You know, it reminds me of a line from Hamilton that yes, I've been obsessed with the show, Hamilton. Um, the world is wide enough for all of us, right? That was that the, the world is wide enough for both. And I think that that's the key, you know, looking at it, the different different perspectives. And I think that, you know, we've talked about this, we need that more now than ever, because it seems like people are so intolerant of other people's perspectives and not open to hearing it. And it doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but it's about just understanding it. If you were in that person's shoes, having that person's experience, you would come to the same uh, uh, thought or, that they're at. And, mm -hmm. and we're going to explore all these different perspectives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Very exciting. And, Very and exciting. I hope people are getting the message of what is going to be. But I would like to take this final few minutes for, for two things and you know give it the mic back to Deborah. One, Deborah, if, if you would like, announce maybe the your podcast show in short. I know you're still thinking about it, but I'm excited. And then um, I would love for you to make a call to action for the Mentor Project, what people can do to participate to it. So the mic is yours. Thank you. Uh, well, first, if you want to get in touch with the Mentor Project, there are several things that you can involve yourself in um, and they're very generative. One is that you can donate, you can sponsor programs, you can sponsor things that is being philanthropic and generative. And to do that, go to mentorproject.org. Um, you can also um, check out all of the offerings that we have um, on LinkedIn, on all of our social media sites on Facebook, look for The Mentor Project. And if you have ideas, give comments back to this podcast because we do listen to everything that people say. And if someone has an idea, we would love to be able to incorporate it. So if you'd like to be mentored, let us know. If you'd like to be a mentor, let us know. If you have a school that you'd like to get involved, let us know, mentorproject.org or through this podcast. The... Um, the podcast that I'm super excited to be doing is After 40. And it's going to be talking about everything after 40. So I don't think that most people know, but we become happiest in our lives after 40. We have a lot to look forward to after 40. And that's what this is going to be all about. Everything that we have to look forward to after 40. So you don't have to be 40. Get a sneak peek for what you, what's in store for you after 40. And if you are after 40, there's gonna be a lot there that people are gonna be able to tap into as resources. I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. as soon as you got your first uh, episode out, I think that uh, one of the one of the many topics that we wanted to cover on the show is to always, if somebody has a new show, or there is a new mentor, as we mentioned at the beginning, we will make an introduction. Maybe it will not be an hour conversation like this one, which I hope we're not boring anyone because we had a lot to say, but sometimes maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes, just to give a shout out to something new that is coming up on the Mentor Project as we are some sort of the news and updates 
for the mentor project. Yeah. So we'll dedicate a few minutes out of every show if there is something to say and to highlight. It's great. Yep. You took the words right out of my mouth, Marco. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to be doing the highlights and uh, for each episode. It's great. As well as what you just said, having the guests on that are going to be launching their own podcast once they do one or a couple of episodes. So Debbie, we'll have you back on uh, after you do a taping or two to launch your podcast and we'll hear more about that. Uh, so this is very exciting. So, you know, when, when Debbie was mentioning the Bob and Bill uh, mentors, well, I kept thinking, Marco, we're going to have the Bob and Bill episode too. So we look forward to uh, future podcasts. Um, the next is just to repeat, up and coming for the mentor project. We're going to be having the project that's going to Tanzania. We're going to be having more information about the hackathon and the winner um, and, and really all the mentors. And I also want to add, um, Debbie, on the Mentor Project, on mentorproject.org website, you can find out about everything that the Mentor Project is doing, as well as the podcast will be there, the videos will eventually be there as well, so that you can link to the podcast, you can link to also if you want to watch it on, I believe it'll be on YouTube, but uh, you know, please stay tuned, there'll be some more changes on that website. Um, as well. And um, this has been great. Marco, I'm, st I'm, I'm very excited. I think uh, that's clear in the tone <laughs> of our voice. And if you're watching the video, you'll be in our smiles. And if you're watching the radio, uh, just picture us smiling. Deborah is smiling. So I hope she had a good time as the first guest of uh, our show. And uh, everybody else, I'll say, there will be notes on the podcast. There will be resources, of course, all the links to the mental project. And, uh, and it will always be like that again. We welcome your feedback. And if we have something to share, be sure that you can find it there. So I think that's it for now. Uh, this is great. We look forward to giving you and bringing you a new perspective and hearing your perspective. That's our signature. The end. Thank you for listening. This show was brought to you by The Mentor Project. If you enjoyed this segment, there are many ways to thank us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast, making a tax-deductible donation, or becoming directly involved. Subscribe to this podcast and visit us at www.mentorproject.org to learn more. Thank you.